0: This morning, we're going to look into the, we have read the word of God and we are going to listen to the word of God as uh, the Lord intends to speak to us from Matthew chapter two. But when I was preparing for that sermon, my mind draws to some leaders in world history. And the first person that came to my mind is a man, a world leader in Africa. He is called Idi Amin Dada, Idi Amin Dada of Uganda. He is, a very, he is a dictator leader in Africa. But you may not know Idi Amin. If you don't know Idi Amin, probably you've heard of a man called Mama al-Gaddafi of Libya. I'm sure when I call this name, some things will come to your mind about these people. And after the Gaddafi, there is another person that came to mind. In history of world leaders is another man called Saddam Hussein of Iraq. Some will say Iraq. And yet, there is another one. His name is Adolf Hitler of Germany. something common to all these leaders which have mentioned their name is how they have ruled and how they have led the people who they govern and reign over. Matthew chapter 2 verse 13 to 23 gives us another story of another leader, actually a king and there are two kings in it. We two kings of Orient are. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and we bless you for the truth of your word. We pray that you will help us, O oh Lord, to understand your word, and we pray that your Holy Spirit will illuminate it in our heart. For we ask all this in your name. Amen. Two kings of Orient The first one that comes to mind is a man called Herod and another king was born, which we celebrated his birth on the 25th of December, Jesus, the King of heaven who came to us to save his people. Over the Christmas time we have considered the promise of God to different people and its fulfillment. As recorded by St. Luke, we were looking into Luke chapter 1, and on Christmas Day, we looked into Luke chapter 2. We read about the birth of Jesus and the purpose of his coming. His purpose of his coming, which is to save his people from their sin. Now that Jesus, the Savior of the world, has been born, after Christmas celebration, we could expect that evil has been abetted. Instead, from our Bible reading this morning, we found evil impending. The high king of heaven was born in the town of David, in a region where another king, King Herod, was reigning. The battle line was drawn between the kingdom of darkness and light. And that leads us to the sermon topic of today. But something happened from the Bible reading, which we read earlier on. From verse 13 to verse 15, we see the first point of our sermon today, the angel's instruction. After the birth of Jesus and the visit of the wise men in chapter 2, verse 11, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. And in verse 13, the angel told him, get up. He said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Do you want to open your Bible to that page, to that part of the the Bible? Matthew chapter 2, and I just read verse 13. We see that the intention of Herod, as told by the angel, Is different from what the king told the wise men in verse 8 of the same chapter. What did he say to the wise men? He said to them, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. Do you see that? He said, as soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. That was what Herod said. But this is a deceitful act by King Herod, the leader of that time. From what we saw in our Bible reading, his purpose is clear. What comes out of his lips is different from what is in his heart. We saw this in his later reaction towards little children who was born at this time. The king ordered that they all be killed. Some people in our world today are very deceitful. Some leaders actually deceive us in so many ways. And in our community, we found deceitfulness is a sin that corrupts and destroys lives. This is a picture of some Christians as well. Is a picture of some of us as we live in our community. Those who profess to be Christ-follower, but they actually do otherwise. What comes out of our lips is different from what is in our heart. We should not be like King Harold who deceitfully seeks to worship God with his lips, but his heart is far away from serving and worshipping him. In the New Testament, the Bible said the same thing, that some of you seek me with your lip. You, 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 we, we try to say, yes, we worship God with our lip, but our heart is far, far away from actually serving and worshipping him. I was talking to a young adult one day, and craftly—I mean, craftily, she was telling me what I want to hear, because I was asking her a question about a Christian faith. And she was telling me everything that I want to hear, not what she really believes, just as we all do when we try to be good and to look good to people. Brian was speaking or preaching sometimes ago and he said, many of us, we put on veil, you know, in front, in our eyes. And when people knock at our door, the first thing we say is, hello, how are you? Another different voice entirely. The Lord see beyond the clothes and veil, which we often put on. He knows the intention of King Herod's heart. And because of that, the Lord gave Joseph a command to protect the baby and the king Jesus is the king. The Lord said to Joseph, take the child and go to Egypt. Joseph obeyed the Lord's instruction. He took the child and the mother and fled to Egypt. And from that Bible passage, we read about the journey to Egypt. The journey to Egypt is not only to fulfill what the Lord has said through prophet Hosea, which we find in Hosea chapter 15, but it is also something that brought back memories of the Israelites. Jesus is not the first person that went to Egypt. You remember that Joseph, Jacob's children, all of them went to to Egypt at a time the Israelites went to Egypt because of famine. There was no food and the brothers of Joseph could have died with their father Jacob in their own land. But they went to Egypt to escape death. They were able to do this because the Lord had sent their brother Joseph ahead of them. But do you see the same lens? In Matthew, which we just read, another Joseph, this time the uh, husband to Mary, the earthly father of Jesus, who took Jesus and Mary to Egypt to escape death. The Israelites went to Egypt, escaping death due to famine, but Jesus was taken to Egypt to escape death due to the command. Of King Herod. But at a point in time the Israelites became a slave and some years later they were rescued and they returned to Canaan, a land promised to their fathers. How about Jesus and his mother? Let's look back into verse 19 to verse 21. The Bible says, And Herod died. An angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. Jesus went back to the land of Israel. There was deliverance of God's people by God himself. The redemption plan of God was fulfilled. He saved the Israelites from Egypt and the same thing happened. Jesus returned back and the words of the prophet was fulfilled. But what happened in Nazareth when they were away? We saw genocide, genocide in the town. Children were murdered by king of the earth, Herod himself. This leads me to my third and final point, the furious king. See with me in verse 16 to 18. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. And he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and his vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. This is lamentation at its peak. Look at what the Bible said, a voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because there are no more in the world we live today when we remember people like Adolf Hitler when we remember things that happened at his time you think about children weeping children dying you think about the wailing in parts of the world I remember in Soweto in South Africa, where a lot of children were killed. Herod killed all the little innocent children. He wants to be king forever. He loves position and power and is ready to do anything to secure it forever. The children are dead. There was a lot of sorrow which no man can remove as prophesied by Jeremiah in Jeremiah 31 verse 15 Matthew referred to that the women are weeping for their children it is true nothing can bring them back to life because they are no more but it is even more painful because the con- because the sorrow continues the loss brings greater loss to mind. but who can bring sorrow to an end? Who can save us from the power of death? The Bible said in Jeremiah 31 verse 16, this is actually, if you read over from what Matthew recorded in verse 15, Jeremiah 31, the Bible says this is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice." from weeping, and your eyes from tears, for your walk will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy, so there is hope for your descendants, declares the Lord. Your children will return to their own land. It is Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior that will do this. The children will return to their own land, the sorrow will be taken away who removes the sorrow forever, it is the other king, the king of heaven, Jesus Christ, the Savior. And that brings me to this point. The message that God has for you this morning is this. Whatever you are going through, whatever situation that you are facing, Whatever bad thing that has happened to you in this year or in the year, or years past. As the year comes to an end, whatever sorrows that seems to last for the night. I want you to remember, I want to encourage you that joy comes in the morning. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let art receive a king. Not Herod, the bad king, but Jesus, the king of heaven. This is good news for us. Clean your face, wipe away your tears. There is hope. Jesus is the one that will bring us back from exile. Just as the Lord delivered the children of Israel from Egypt and the Lord brought Jesus back from Egypt, and rescued him and delivered him from the hand of Herod, the bad king. For us, living in the 21st century, the Lord God is going to rescue us. And his plan to rescue us from our greatest enemy, from sin, is through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the king, he is the savior who saves us, not only from the danger of sin, which is death, but also from the power of sin that has held us captive for so many years. Though we may be living in sorrow, but I want to encourage us that it is only in Jesus that sorrow can come to an end. And we see that in John chapter 16 verse 33 where the Bible says, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart; I have overcome the world. Herald is the king who sought to stop the redemption plan of God. But for us today, Satan or the devil is the king who has come to enslave us through sin and death. He has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He has come to give us sorrow. But Jesus is the humble king who can release us from spiritual captivity of sin. Two kings presented before us this morning. Are we ready to live under Jesus' kingship? Are we ready to follow Jesus, the one who has come to end all sorrows? The Lord who has come to remove the separation from God, which is caused by sin, and to give us peace, everlasting. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We bless you, Lord Jesus, because you have revealed to us that you are the king, the better king that we should seek to live under his kingship. Not the king of this world, not the king of this world that brings sorrow and pain to us. We pray that you will help us, oh Lord, to live and to make up our mind to serve the king of heaven forever. We thank you for taking away the sorrows and for releasing us from the captives of sin. Help us, O Lord, as we seek to follow you all the days of our life. For we ask all this in your name. Amen.